listening to another great podcast on the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 440. Where's my Apple remote? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome everybody to My Map Podcast 440. Hmm, not sure I recognise that voice, but never mind, never mind. I, all I can say is, where on earth is Guy Searle? And frankly, who cares? No, I, where, I'm only joking, Guy. Honest, honest, really am. Now, I do have a guest. I did mention it on the Twitter stream elsewhere as well, and he's actually turned up. We're recording rather early on a uh, Sunday morning. Well, it's not that early, really. You know, I, I think it's early because it's a weekend, but most people who get up and actually do any work would say that we're it's nearer the afternoon. So, James, are you there? Hello. Hello. Hey, are you all right, guys? I, I think you called me Guy then, didn't you? Yeah. I, I thought we were right, because I've got the uh, channel you see in my mind and mouth don't always connect. And it's early. Good. I've been up for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. I mean, I know you get up early. Um, yeah. So, James, anything happening with you in the world of Apple or Mac oh, or yeah. iOS this week? I had quite a few events this week here with, um, well, as you probably know, which we're going to talk about later, the, um, I've recently been able to use my Apple TV, and so I've been ripping DVDs like Fury. And... Um, <laughs> I tried to rip some DVDs on this Mac here at work, which is considerably faster than the, the old MacBook. However, it rips at about, I don't know, 120, 130 frames a second. The other one does about 24, if you're lucky. So I bunged in a few DVDs to this one. And occasionally it wouldn't work. Wouldn't read a DVD, wouldn't mount it. And um, apparently this is not an uncommon thing for the for the super drives to pack up. So um, I've actually got myself a little external because... The, to change the super drive in these is quite expensive. Yeah, I've got and, a bit uh, of a I've got a bit of a problem with a super drive on my Mac Mini downstairs. Although I think it's a bit easier to change those. It's a newer Mac Mini, and it, it it's given up the ghost. And as I'm yeah. using as I'm using it as a media center, and we do occasionally still want to put DVDs in there, because we actually have. Uh, one of my daughters, and I'll be talking more about this a little bit later, Mr. Nemo, uh, who record um, the band that she plays in uh, and put them on DVDs and send them out. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get that fixed. But I can imagine yeah. on your on your iMac it would it would cost a little bit more. Well, it's not so much the, the getting in and out. So I'll probably be able to do that myself. It's the actual part is, is sort of over 100 quid for the blooming um, really? super drive. Yeah. Really? So you're almost, told, yeah. so, you're, almost, you're almost better off just buying an external one, a decent external one, and, exactly, and just yeah. connecting it up. Exactly, yeah. Twenty two pounds sixty seven. <laughs> uh, That's three hundred dollars in, in American money. It's pretty good. It's a little tiny thing. It's about the size of a CD case, really. Um, right. Yeah, great. And it's, and it's been working fine. Works a treat. Just plug it well, in. Well, I, I must admit, I, powers, yeah. I must admit, I do have an external um, DVD player or CD drive. Uh, I suppose it's a DVD drive, really, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I use it for the one upstairs. Because the Mac Mini I've got upstairs doesn't have an external or an internal. Oh yes, uh, yes. Um, yeah, um, super drive. 
So, and it's a Sam, Samsung one. I think I've mentioned yeah, before. That's what this one is, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, uh, it that seems to work fine. But I've been using that downstairs, but it just doesn't tie in with the ambiance of the system, really. No, you know, no. I, it's a shame. Really. <laughs> so I might have to have a look and see if I can get it repaired. But if it's going to be a hundred pounds, then that's definitely a no. Well, I was um, I was talking to a few people on Twitter, and they said, yeah, they're really expensive to to buy the part, and it, you know, and then you've got to fit it. And then you've got to put it in, yeah. And for yeah. twenty odd quid, it's not worth it. So, no, that's true. That's true. I might just have to hide it somewhere and then yeah. just pull it out when we need it because we don't. I must admit, we don't use it that often. So, no, this is it, particularly when you're using uh, media centres and bits yeah. and bobs like that. You tend to not use them as much. But this one's quite interesting because it actually plugs into a TV. You can use it directly with a TV if your TV will run it, and um, which is quite interesting. Yeah, that's that's useful. That's very yeah. useful. Well, I've been using my uh, iPhone and iPad uh, Facebook app rather a lot recently. Uh, <laughs> why? I, why I hear? <laughs> Sorry, are you feeling unwell? Yeah, well, no, but my daughter, who's in Fiji, uh, seemingly has been able to post there rather easily. Um, and she's had some of the friends that have gone out there as well that have been tagging her in photos. So it looks like I'll be using it for a little bit more over the coming months. But there you go. I'll grin and bear it. I'll grin and bear it. And also, never never mind Find My iPhone. I wish they had an application called Find My Apple Remote Control. <laughs> yeah. I, I came home the other day and, and the youngest daughter said, um, uh, Dad, um... I can't find the Apple remote <laughs> and I've got a feeling it's behind the settee or it's gone down the back of the settee. So I'm probably going to have to rip open the bottom of the settee and, and see if I can find it. But I can't hear it rattling about there, you know. So. Yeah. They're tiny little slippery little thoughts, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> they just disappear, don't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to the MyMac.com uh, articles that have been posted over the last week. The first one is Parallels 8. Uh, desktop for the Mac and iOS application. This is a review from uh, Beta Purd. Now, uh, he says, I'd heard a lot about running virtual machines for years, but had never thought to do it. I would, I think that's what's the point. Oh, this is Peter, says Peter thought, what's the point? But then he got the chance to review Parallels Desktop 8 for Mac and its iOS application companion. It was a new experience for him, to use a technology he was not familiar with, which is rare, so he grabbed the chance with both hands. What he heard most was Parallels Desktop 8 lets you run Windows on your Mac, which is true. But once he got it, you, once he got to using it, he discovered it m did much more than just Windows. So go and read the article, and uh, you'll probably be able to read it in a much better manner than I did there. Uh, and Peter gave it a quite a good nine out of ten. Next up is, sorry, yes. I was just going to say over to you, over to you, James. Sorry, it was a, there was a slight delay there, and I thought, oh no. I was just having a little pause, just in case. <laughs> uh, next up is Painter Light, a review from, if I can get this right, Yoni Dankolo. I'm not sure you're supposed to do that. I think, I think actually I'm only supposed to do that. But no, no, go on, go on. Uh, Corel released a light or consumer version of its professional painting program called Painter Essentials. Well, Painter Essentials is no more, sorry, is no more and has been replaced with Painter Light. And true to its name, it's a light version of Painter. For those unfamiliar with Painter line of software, 
Painter is Corel's fantastic natural media paint programs. Simply put, you put paint your, sorry, I'll get my teeth put in the right way around. Simply put, you paint or draw with a media. Is that right? That's what it's, I, I, hey, don't blame me, I've just copied it from the website. (laughs) Simply put, you, you paint or draw with a media in the program and it acts and looks like it does in real life. It got a mymac.com rating of nine out of ten. Yeah, I think if if people go over and read the article, it might it might make more sense because because I, I do just take a snippet from the website on these. Okay, the next is a load of books which have been reviewed by um, Heavy <laughs> Stammond. I don't think I've ever done that before. That's of course Steve Hammond. Um, and again, I, I don't know. This guy must be reading for for England or America or France or Canada or wherever he lives. First is the Nikon Creative Lighting System. Uh, the author is Mike Hagen. He uh, basically gives that a MyMat rating of 7 out of 10. Now, you're going to have to go to the website to read up a little bit more about all these books, but I'm just going through the ones that he's done. Um, the next is the DSLR Filmmaker's Handbook. Uh, that's got two authors, Barry Anderson and Jane uh, Guyon. MyMat rating, again, 7 out of 10. The Art of Black and White Photography, uh, the author is Torsten Andreas Hoffman, and that gets a slightly better 8 out of 10. Then there's another book called That Picture Stinks, and the authors are Judy Holmes and Greg Bayer. Now, unfortunately, that gets a bit of a low rating of 4 out of 10. And finally, Steve reviewed a book called Night and Low Light Photography. Uh, The author is Alan Hess, and he gives that quite a good MyMac rating of 9 out of 10. Next, we have a FX Photo Studio, a review by Peter Bird. Peter loves taking photos. If you see something he likes, he takes a picture. The problem is that not all pictures turn out as you want, so they need editing, and that's where FX Photo Studio comes in. Once installed, it has an easy-to-follow instructions, which is a good thing if you're not used to editing photos. FX Photo Studio allows you to upload pictures from your computer as well as drag and drop them. It also keeps a record of the last picture you were working on, then FX Photo Studio was last open. Should that be when? Yes, possibly. <laughs> MyMac.com rating review of 7 out of 10. Yep, I've um, I've had and used FX uh, Photo Studio. It's quite a good little app, actually. I think it's from MacFun. I think it's MacFun who, who do that. So, uh, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's quite quite a good one, but there are so many out there, absolutely yeah. so many. But I think that's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it, FX Photo Studio? Well, yeah, there's a lot of it in there as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. finally on the website, we've got Patently Trollish, tech fan podcast number 106. Tim is joined by Owen Rubin. Um, unfortunately, David wasn't able to join in this week, and they discuss bad drivers, old cars... And car accidents. Hmm. Happy, happy, happy. Patent trolls and the danger to podcasting. Now, that actually is worth a listen at, uh, certainly that danger to podcasting. There's uh, uh, a patent troll that now has got a patent and um, could cause some issues in the podcasting community, but we'll hope not. Go take a listen. Now, we've had some feedback from uh, email. I actually had uh, our very good MyMac uh, colleague or friend, which is John Nemoroski, Nemo's, basically asking about my daughter in Fiji and about the band playing daughter. 
Well, very briefly then, and I won't keep repeating this because I'm sure people have heard about it or they're going to get bored with it. My eldest daughter, who is uh, due to, well, normally about this age, they, they shoot off to college, but some some of them take a year out or a gap year. And what she decided to do was work as much as she could and pay for herself to go out to Fiji for eight months so that she could be, basically she's going to be a teaching assistant out in Fiji, but she's going to be there for eight months. And she's in a part, she's on a smaller island, not on the main Fijian island. And she's settled in. and uh, She seems quite happy. Uh, as I mentioned at the start, we've seen some photos on Facebook. We've con- uh, connected with her. And uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. There's not a great deal more to say. I think she's going to have uh, the trip of a lifetime. She's certainly travelled further east or west it doesn't really matter which way because she's pretty much 12 hours in front of us. So she's as far around uh, the other side of the planet as she can possibly get. She certainly travelled further than I've ever travelled before. Uh, also, my band playing daughter, they went to a big competition uh, which is held every year uh, over in Skegness. At a, a big holiday camp there. Um, people in the UK will know Butlins. Well, that's just where the venue is for the uh, the big competition. And the band won again. They won again. yeah absolutely superb and we've got an even bigger competition coming up in early february where we all go up to blackpool and actually uh, the parents go up and we we take the grandparents up as well and we stop in a hotel over the weekend they have the big competition on the sunday and uh yeah it's good fun so uh, i'll let you know how she gets on on that one sounds great it is absolutely superb yeah yeah it's i I, i'd never have done that when i was at uh, at her age about i think she's about 18 is she i should know the age of my daughter she's not really (laughs) in fact she's just turned 19 but uh, i'd never thought of doing that and uh, so uh, good luck to her now last week on the podcast we spoke to dave hamilton i think it was last week um, if it wasn't, might have been the week before. Well, we had a uh, an email asking the question about, uh, and the question came from John. Uh, you have to excuse me, John. I haven't got my email open, so I can't say your surname. Um, who basically asked uh, which microphone he should use for podcasting, and should he look for dynamic or condenser, and what models would uh, would we recommend, or Mister Hamilton? over at the Mac Observer, which one would he recommend? Well, Dave has actually written up uh, a brilliant article, uh, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes uh, rather than read through it, because it is quite a long article. We might actually have Dave back on and go through this. And in fact, one of the uh, mics that he recommends is the Blue Yeti, and he also recommends the Rode Podcaster, which he uses when he's out and about. And actually, the Rode Podcaster is the one I've been using for several years now. So, uh, yeah, but it's a great article. Go over and take a look. Um, it was very interesting, that chat you had a couple of weeks ago. It was, yeah. I think we'll, yeah. See, if, we'll see if Dave's got the time to come on again and, and perhaps dig in a little bit more about mics and other recording processes as well. Um, also, um, yeah, do you, do you want to take the next one, the feedback from Twitter? <laughs> Mark Shepard. Yes. pronouncing regular Lara Lily. <laughs> 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 well nearly <laughs> yeah. he said he's so proud yeah he's so proud uh, and that was that was backed up by the uh, the, twi- the the tweaky ladies i mean the geeky ladies <laughs> the three geeky ladies they said yeah they retweeted it because they're so proud that guy could pronounce regularly hmm. <laughs> interesting um google plus we've actually had a quick review from google plus again from mr shepherd good old mark well done 
I think you really ought to do an audio clip for us though, Mark. Uh, and this is The Hub and Mini Hub. This is a review by Mark Shepard. We could kind of put this into people's pick, but as it's a bit of a review, uh, I'm going to put it in this first section. It says, did you ever wish that your, your existing USB cables were retractable? Perhaps you wish your earbud cables were retractable. This may be your answer. Enter the hub from bigdesign.com. These come in black or silver, and your choice of ABS plastic or aluminium. Or, uh, oh no, how did the Americans say that? Aluminium. 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 There's a word I can't say now. The, the mini hub is made especially for your skinny earbud cables and has a smaller profile. Prices start at 16 US dollars. Instructions are well written and it is easy to mount your cables into them. These may be a little bulky, but it depends on how and where you use them. He gives the Hub and Mini Hub a MyMac.com review rating of 8 out of 10. And I'll again put that link to Big Design in the show notes. Now, do you just want to read the next one that we've got? And this, yeah. one, this one's actually come in this morning. So uh, we'll have a quick um, chat about this one. One thing I was going to say, that I didn't think you could see my skinny earbuds over the over reverse sky, actually. <laughs> well, I'm not looking, so. <laughs> <laughs> Next is from uh, Alistair Jenks. It was all about the trigger on the... Sorry, my teeth aren't working as well as they should be. <laughs> I may even need to increase the font size on this so I can read it properly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, eyes, yeah, your poor eyes. Let me do that for oh, you. That. How's that? Is that better? Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we are about to launch Stingray. That is so much better. And that, that was apt what I just did then. Was it? Yes. Well, well okay. when, when you read the question, I'm going to play this in the background while you just read this. <laughs> I was about to hit the trigger on purchasing soundboard, but then I did a little checking, and it looks like it was. <laughs> I'll turn it. I'll turn it down a bit more. There you go. <laughs> I'll start again. <laughs> I was about to hit the trigger. <laughs> the treasure. Do you want me to read it? For heaven's sake, man! I thought you knew uh, what you were doing. Well, you think so? <laughs> uh, go on then. Go on then, Mister uh, Chippy. Get on with it. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to hit the trigger on purchasing something, but, <laughs> but then I did a little checking, and it looks like a word of hurt, world of hurt with mountain lion. I see then that there's a mountain lion compatible version on their website, and it looks like I can still buy from the Mac App Store, my preference, and they'll do me a deal to get the newer version. But I can't help looking forlornly at the useless copy of Wiretap Studio, which found itself in a very similar circumstances with the launch of Lion, and still hasn't been sorted out. <coughs> I know that you, that's meaning Guy and Gaz, have both updated in Mountain Lion, and both use Soundboard, still, but according to the site, the sounds can no longer, longer be piped to Skype under Mountain Lion. I'd appreciate your views, experience on this. The WTS yeah, debacles. <laughs> Wiretap Wire Studio, for those who don't know. 
still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Okay, so what Alistair is going on about is um, Ambrosia had a couple of applications which were not compatible with Mountain Lion, and a couple of those applications are still not compatible with Mountain Lion. So one of those applications in particular was quite expensive, so I'm a little bit surprised at that because I'm sure that there's uh, um, a lot of people that are really annoyed. However, however... I do still use Wiretap Studio, but obviously not for the recording as 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 it used to be done. And there are one or two other applications and um, developers that have brought out apps that can do the recording now. Guy, and he may correct me on this, I know has used the SoundPipe functionality prior to Mountain Lion on the soundboard application itself um, to actually pipe the... Uh, soundboard uh, music sounds that we play through to the recording so everybody could hear it and so that you could uh, so that you could use it and that basically was something I've I've never really done I always use Audio Hijack Pro uh, and I use the um, the application so I pipe my microphone into um, the Audio Hijack Pro uh, board and then I add the application of soundboard through that channel uh, and I use the sound flower uh, application to then obviously sync both my mic and the soundboard as you can hear there through to the mic so that it can be heard on mic uh, over Skype and also I'll record it then through um, through Audio Hijack Pro, and that obviously picks up both those sounds. So it is a little bit more convoluted because Soundboard did make things rather easy with their sound pipe. Now, <clears throat> I understand the sour taste. Uh, both Guy and I both use Soundboard, and we both do the same thing. We pipe it through Audio Hijack Pro. And if you remember, we had Dave, Dave Hamilton on a few weeks ago, talking about Audio Hijack Pro. I've got a feeling that I, I think we ought to contact either Dave again to have him on so he can talk through the process of using Audio Hijack Pro, how we how we use it probably through a lack of knowledge and how he uses it through a, uh, uh, obviously a load of knowledge and actually we've got there by accident and experimentation where Dave probably knew exactly what he was doing. Or we might actually see if we can get um, the uh, Audio Hijack Pro developers uh, on uh, and just see if we can get Rogue Amoeba on and, and have a bit of a discussion. So uh, we'll, tr we'll try that in the future and see if we can do. I'll, I'll send an email post-haste after this particular uh, podcast is, is finished. But basically, um, Alistair, we pipe it through Audio Hijack Pro. And uh, it, it, it works. It took, it took one or two uh, experiments to get it right, but it now works. <laughs> So, got mine yet. <laughs> yeah, it, it does take a bit of fiddling. I must admit, it does take a bit of fiddling. Um, but anyway, I think we ought to go for the first break because that's quite a long first session, I think. So, do you want to take us out, James? Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. That was different. This is Dave Hamilton from the Mac Geek Cab, and I never listen to Guy and Gaz, uh, the G-Men, on the My Mac Podcast.
Putting the Tosh in Macintosh. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the second session of the MyMac.com podcast, number 440, with G&J. <laughs> the G-J-Men. There you go. It's almost a horse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I think James is still with me. I'm going to try and get this recording done as quickly as possible so he stays till the end before I, you know, frighten him off. Um, yeah. Now, Apple uh, announced some results. I'm not going to go into too much, but I'm just going to quickly go through uh, the numbers. The company posted record quarterly revenue of $54.5 billion and recorded quarterly net profit of $13.1 billion or $13.81 per diluted share whatever that means. These results compare to a revenue of $46.3 billion and a net profit of $13.1 billion or $13.87 per dilated share in the 14-week year-ago quarter. I love their language. Gross margin was 38.6% compared to 44.7% in the year-ago quarter. International sales accounted for 61% of the quarter's revenue. The company sold a record 47.8 million iPhones in the quarter compared to 37 million in the year-ago quarter. Apple also sold a record 22.9 million iPads during the quarter compared to 14.5 million in the year ago quarter. The company sold 4.1 million Macs compared to 5.2 million in the year ago quarter. Apple sold 12.7 million iPods in the quarter compared to 15.4 in the year ago quarter. Now, a lot of people have been complaining about, oh, why is it they've got record sales, etc, etc. Why has the stock gone down? Very easy. It is really very easy. If you look at the sales increase and the fact that they made only about the same amount of money, that's what got the stock market, I think, a little bit upset with Apple. They basically increased from 40 odd million, 46 million to 54 million, a billion rather. So they nearly increased by 10 billion, 8 billion, in fact, is what they increased by. But they didn't increase on their margin. Um, there was a big drop in the sales of Max, and I think that's because of the economic situation around the world at the moment. So let's not panic about that, because that will increase again. And if you sell one Mac, it accounts for a couple of iPhones or a few iPads. And the margin, I think, on those Macs is probably a lot more than people anticipate. So have that reduction in those. Have the reduction in the iPods as well, which they probably also make quite a nice margin on. And that accounts for probably the loss of margin. Pa uh, panicking? Apple? No, they're not panicking. If you remember last year, they upgraded a lot of their products all at once, whereas normally they perhaps do it sequentially through the year. They did it in one big bang, and that's going to take a big hit on your profit margin because Apple very rarely increase the price of the new product when they've updated it. They just keep the same price. And if they do it all at once, that's going to show a big hit on their margin. They also had a slight struggle with um, getting those iMacs out, so uh, that possibly reduced the amount that they were selling, which also possibly reduced their margin. Panicking? Don't do it. Stock market? They have their foibles and their analysts. Let's just let them get on with it. I think we're pretty safe with the company at the moment. Okay. Let's, let's move so on. It was interesting on the results that they've actually sold um, 2 million Apple TVs last quarter as well. Now, that, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, James, because you now have become a bit of an Apple TV convert, I understand. I have, yes, yes. Um, 
And just, I'll just jump in. Actually, I, Dave Hamilton was on two weeks ago because, of course, we had Larry on last week talking yes. about his setup. So I'm glad you're on this week. And uh, you can tell us all about Apple TV. I'm going to go to sleep for five, ten, fifteen <laughs> minutes, however well, long. There's, there's some bits in there you might have found interesting. So was, with um, Larry last week, you were talking about Plex and the need to use um, one area of, um, of media centre you like rather than Apple TV to look at your iTunes content and yep. one to look at uh, content you've written, for instance. Yep. Now, I've got a Apple TV 2, which I've had for almost a year, I think, but I've only recently been able to use it, mainly because I had a very old TV which wasn't able to use, you know, I couldn't plug it in. It was an old, very old. So, um, it, didn't, so it didn't have an HDMI connection? It wasn't HDMI at all, but okay. we've recently been able to upgrade for it to a HDMI TV, so... Um, Hence, Apple TV been on the on the plugged in for about I don't know almost a month, okay. um, and it's grand. But now, what I've done because it's an Apple TV two to start with, I plugged it in and used it as it was, um, and yeah, lovely, very nice, beautiful interface. Uh, the only problem was that media you had to get it from the iTunes store. Yeah. Now we've got a lot of media on DVD and various other forms. Well, well uh, can I can I just stop you there? Can I just clarify something? You have to get it through the iTunes Store if you're only using the Apple TV to connect to Apple. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay. So you've basically either got to purchase it from Apple from the iTunes Store or have it in your iTunes library. Library. Yep. So of course you also need to have a Mac brain. Of course. Now, at home, well, our setup at home is a bit different. We don't have Macs that are constantly running. We've got a couple of laptops. One is a sort of a family laptop, and my daughter's got her own. But what we do have is a network-attached storage. So I've got a hard drive, which is plugged into the network. So to be able to use that, I've jailbroken the Apple TV 2 and installed what's called ATV Flash from Firecore which enables you to have your own content uh, on the NAS. So I've been ripping DVDs uh, as a backup to the NAS drive um, and accessing it directly from the Apple TV. So you don't need to have a, another Mac running or a Mac running with iTunes. You literally access straight to the NAS. Um, now, the beauty of... Can, I, can uh, I just ask you what the interface is like on that? Because I, well, that's, I tr that's what I'm getting to. Right, because, because I, I, I tried Apple that. Tea. I tried that some some time ago and didn't like the interface. So I'm going to be uh, interested well, in interested in what you've got to say. Yeah, well, this is the great thing with ATV Flash. It's a it's a bit of software. You you've got a jailbreak and then you install the ATV Flash. Um, now what it does, it's a paid. Um, bit of software, which I'm actually going to use as my pick later, so I'll get to cost a bit later. Um, so you, you put it on, and you get all the functionality of the original Apple TV software. All of that is still there, so you can still do the uh, AirPlay. Everything is still there as Apple intended. But you get an extra area. So where you've got all the, the blocks or buttons that you've got on the current version of Apple TV software, Underneath those, you get an, another row of, um, or in the middle of those, you get another row of icons. So you've got one which is called media, uh, and then you can install various parts like weather. Uh, there's a browser. Uh, you can install Plex if you want to, or Plex client. 
uh, XMBC, which is the Xbox Media Center. So you can install all these parts onto it as well. So you, and when you go into these additional parts, particularly the media area, which I'm using, not the Plex or XMBC, um, it should be XBMC, sorry. Um, you come on, get it right, area. James. Come on, get it right. I mean, we never make any mistakes, for heaven's sake. <laughs> so you can use the, the, the included ATV flash. It's got an area, a nice little red button called media. So you go into that, and it looks exactly the same as the media you look at on the movies or TV shows on the Apple TV. So you set, you set it up exactly the same way. It looks the same. It's just it's your content, and it's bloody lovely. Really, really nice. And... Um, it's very easy to, to have to put information on there. You literally just bung it on the NAS. As long as the title is exactly correct in a various amount of different formats, but as long as it's called the right thing, it pulls all the metadata, um, images of the like a DVD case, pulls all of that from either the uh, movies database or the TV database online. So you haven't got to worry about putting in loads of metadata. Literally bung it in, call it the right thing, it's there. Really nice. Very, very good. Um, one of the things I particularly like, when you go into a movie, so you get the synopsis of what it is, you get a, a rating, a star rating, you get the certificate, like it's a PG or a 12 or an 18 or something. Um, and also, as like a, a backdrop or wallpaper, you get another image of the film as well in the background. It's beautiful. Really nice. And it's, uh, yeah... Very, very pleased with it. Now, it's, so you, that, that, sounds re, that, that, that sounds great. Absolutely superb. Um, and obviously, you've still then got your functionality of getting your iTunes media because yep. it's basically just another one of the icons which appears yes. like the Netflix icon at the bottom of the... Yep. Now, now, I think that is exactly what people want who are running a NAS Whereas, yep. obviously, the likes of myself, where I'm constantly running a Mac Mini that I'm using as a media center, because I, I, do, I don't just use it as a media center as a conduit to my media to have iTunes open. We do use the other functionality uh, on the Mac Mini as well. But for those who are actually doing exactly what you're doing and, and keeping all your media on a NAS drive, that's where the beauty of this application kicks in. Yeah. Now, you're running the latest software, yes? Is that correct yes. on the Apple yep. TV? And it, yep. it runs fine. I, yep. I've, I thought I picked up that actually on the, the newer version or the newest version of the Apple TV, so it could be on the Apple TV 3, the third gen, which takes the 1080p version, yep. um, that the latest software on there that you couldn't run any, you couldn't jailbreak the, no, the Apple TV. No, you can't jailbreak. The, the Apple TV 3 can't currently be jailbroken. It is right. being worked on. Uh, but it's only the Apple TV 2, which is currently can be jailbroken, which is why they are selling for a lot of money on eBay. I was tempted to sell it. Do you um, know what? Do you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to because I I don't have to because I go through my Mac Mini server. I might just sell it and get the third generation, so I've got the better company. <laughs> well, <laughs> and yeah, take, and take the profit it, run. The yeah. thing is that the the only difference really is 720p to 1080p. Yeah, and to be honest, the 720p even on a 40-inch screen is yes. pretty good. Yeah, it's, we. W I, I don't would, think you need it. 
I was having this discussion with someone else actually and um, basically we said that unless you've got a screen which is larger than 40 inches yeah. you really don't need the high blu-ray and above 720p yeah. quality it's when yeah. you get to larger screens that you you really see the difference then and yeah, I, mean, I mean sorry go on all the things i'm ripping i'm ripping them at the highest quality um from, so are you so DVD. so you're actually running you're actually ripping them at 1080p no, well, there's no point in going to 1080 because the Apple TV2 is only 720. Yeah, but of course you can't upscale from a DVD to, to high def um, because it's just the, the info isn't there anyway. But yeah, I'm just ripping sure. it as, without losing as much. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping them without losing any quality basis. So I'm not compressing yeah. them too much. So generally a two-hour film is going to about one and a half gig. So we, and that's on an MP4. So the quality, it's a, it, it looks on the screen as good as it would if you were playing it on a DVD player, which is what I was trying to trying to achieve. I did have to fiddle with it a bit because um, I've been using Handbrake and the Apple TV setting, the standard Apple TV setting, I didn't like uh, because there was some <coughs> combing. I don't know if you know the settings on there, something that called combing. I've taken that out and it, it literally, some of the, instead of getting a straight line going through on a, on, on a piece of... Uh, information on the screen it, it does look like a comb the edge of it looks like a comb it's all jaggedy and it looks horrible so i changed from the apple tv2 setting to what i think they call it just a high quality setting and i tweaked that a little bit right uh, so it takes a little bit longer to do to rip uh depending on what your machine you're, you're really running this uh, this um 2009 imac i'm running here which is a quad core i5 that will rip a two-hour film, for instance, in about half an hour. So that's not bad. That's not bad. No, it's yeah, pretty it's good. Bad. And that's, that's almost on the highest setting. I've done a few little tweaks to get it even better. but And that's still about a terror at one and a half gig for a two-hour film. So it's it's not bad. Cool. Uh, but the quality is good. You know, it, this is what I want. You know, I've got this lovely, nice big 1080p full HD TV. I didn't want to have any old rubbish played out of it because it would be pointless. <laughs> so I've been I've tested various different settings um, to get the best quality image really brilliant uh, and it's yeah I'm, i really like it it's um so i'm just on a mission of ripping stuff now so if it's if it's not nailed down it's getting ripped <laughs> and this of course is all on content that you own and you're just doing yes, it yep. for backup purposes yeah it's all backups yeah and it's all dvds <laughs> that are in the cupboard yeah. you can hook them out the cupboard find them in the machine and get them on the nest so it's um it's just all convenient you, know? you can sit down and, yeah absolutely and look at it there's yeah it's absolutely. wonderful Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what you'll have to do when you get home. Tell us what those settings are for Handbrake and just send those through to us and we'll perhaps mention them next week. I can tell you now if you like because I've got Handbrake settings here as well. Okay, go I for it. Dig out Handbrake and I can let you know. Now, the I may need to put a DVD in there to do it. Now, on the regular settings, this is on the current version of Handbrake, on the yeah. toggle presets on the right, Mm -hmm. I know the one you mean. It kind of, it's got a, an open uh, side info panel. That's it. The little drawer comes out. And there's an yeah. area called regular. Yep. And there is normal okay. and high profile. Now, if you click the high profile, yep. that's the one I'm using. But I'm changing the video quality um, to, sorry, the constant quality, which is usually set at 20. I'll knock that down to 19. Okay. And that's about it, really. Is that it? That's all you do? Yeah, high quality. So it's the high profile, and then changing that constant quality down to 19. 
and everything else as it, as it is on that preset. And that's that's pretty much what I've done. Superb. Excellent. Well, that's nice and easy. Yeah, it's nice and easy. And I say that I prefer that personally on my setup at home um, from the Apple TV version, Apple TV 2. Um, and that, that's on just ripping DVDs, not... Um, I haven't got high difficulty. Well, I must admit, I've been using the, the Apple TV 2 um, uh, settings, and I, I've not found any issues. But I might just rip a film that I've already done and, uh, and redo it with uh, those settings and just see yeah. if I can see a difference. So uh, The thing I've probably noticed, <laughs> it, because what I've been ripping to start with, because it's nice little short shows, I've got a couple of seasons of um, uh, Futurama. Do you know Futurama? Yes, yes. I've got a couple of those seasons on DVD, which I've been ripping, mainly because they're little 20-minute episodes, so you can rip them quick, see what the quality's like. Yeah. Because it's um, sort of not necessarily animated, but it's sort of computer-generated animated, you've got some lovely lines that you can see exactly if they're going to be, um, if they're either going blocky, you know, where it's been um, compressed too much. Right. Um, so it's very easy to see the quality. Um, and that's where you can see the combing. Um, and it looked awful with this combing on there, so that it was a good thing to do, really. One, because it was short and easy to rip quickly and see what yeah. it was like. And two, to see the quality of the, um, of the line. So it was a good thing to start with. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with how it's, how it's going. Well, all, all, all Steve can say is... Isn't this cool? Yeah. So I'm, I really like my Apple TV. Excellent. Well, there you go. There's, there's another convert to Apple TV. And if that doesn't persuade you, then send us an email or tweet us or do something. Call us and we'll see if we can give you more information as to why you should grab your Apple TV. I mean, it's pretty cheap and uh, I've loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I'm waiting, actually, for uh, BBC iPlayer to appear on the Apple TV because I, I've got it on the TV. <coughs> We've got one of those, they call them smart TVs. They're not really <laughs> that smart. They're pretty dumb, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And I've got an Ethernet connection, which is the same Ethernet connection. So it's it's picking up an I, uh, it's an Ethernet 6 cable. Um, what they call it, Cat Cat Six. Cat Six. Yeah. So you know it's as fast as it possibly can be, yet they're streaming through the TV on BBC iPlayer. Always, you know, often, not always, but often, I get a stuttering and it's rebuffering. Yeah. Well, I I never I never get that on my uh, the Mac Mini because you know if I get any buffering at all, I switch straight over to the Mac Mini and just go onto the BBC website and and use the iPlayer there. Yeah. Um, but the iPlayer interface is not very nice uh, through the Apple uh, through the TV. So if BBC could make an application to go onto the Apple TV and we could have iPlayer on there, that would be yeah, super would be good. Yeah, we've um, we've got a Sky HD box which we've been using, which I actually gained from somebody I know last year. Right. Uh, so we're not paying for a, an additional HD content from Sky, but we of course get all the free to air um, HD yeah. channels. Yeah. Yeah. And get the um, on demand area, which has got iPlayer. Of course, yes. Five ITV. So it, in effect, it actually doesn't stream it. It actually downloads to the hard drive. So that's quite good because then you don't get the buffering problems. However, um, of course, you can do it from your with your Apple TV from your phone or iPad. Yeah. And, uh, yes. There, yeah. So. Yeah. I've done that, but it's it's kind of a bit of an inconvenience because you're yeah. kind of using the two devices. But if yeah, they could, exactly. yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it is superb. Anyway, yeah, that is of course that some of the ITV player and the Channel Five player they don't let you mirror. True. Really. That's true. That's true. That's true, which is a, yeah, that's a, that's a niggle, really. Yeah, I suppose that's true. 
But it would be nice if, you know, if we could get those those channels on the Apple TV, would be grand. But so it's just whether or not the Apple, in their wisdom, being a US-based company, will see that the uh, the UK would like to have these on our Apple TVs. But yeah. Well, the, the hobby is becoming less and less of a hobby and more and more of a business. So let's hope they pick it up. Yeah. Of course, the other thing, of course, being if it is jailbroken, you can install other bits on there, but it's not. Yeah, can you can you get the BBC? Can you, in fact, that's a que- good question actually. Can you get the BBC iPlayer through one of the options? Yeah, so there is a way. I mean, there, because the with the jailbreak, uh, there is a browser. You can go to the you can browse literally to the BBC website and use it that way. Uh, but it isn't full screen because you're using it within a browser. Right, right, um, right. So that's a bit of a drawback. That's not yeah, true. so it's not as good as it should be. Uh, so it's better to use it either street, either uh, mirror it from your iPad or, uh, or or another device. But so it's yeah. But there is, as far as I know, there is a um, a bit of software you can add in to the Flash, the ATV Flash, then, which is what I've installed that will enable you to use a sort of a um, a standard interface for the iPlayer. But I haven't installed that because I haven't needed to because I've got it in other ways. Uh, so I haven't done that yet, but I might have a go just to see if how it works. Well, if you do, you'll have to come back on and tell us. Oh, yeah. superb! I'll have a right. at that time. I think we might be running a bit long, so uh, everybody stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Guy and Gaz, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. It shouldn't work, but it does. Welcome back to the final section of MyMac podcast 440. And I'm now nodding my head, Gaz. Oh, 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 hit it. Gaz's tips, mostly. Gaz's tips, mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. That's brilliant. I, I still love that. I do love yeah, that. Okay. I boogie, boogie to that every time. Yeah, I do. I do as well. <laughs> it's superb. Quick and easy. I've got a trackpad, and we do kind of. <sighs> We have an option on the trackpad to have a two-fingered swipe, which I use a lot in Safari. And Safari, the latest version of Safari, allows a two-fingered um, gesture swipe. And basically, you can go through your page history uh, on uh, online. So if you've got uh, a web page open and you're just looking at one page and you've been flicking through various you know, uh, pages. If you've got a trackpad, I'm not sure if you can set this up on the mouse as well. You possibly can set this up on the mouse as well, you know, the magic mouse. Um, you can peel through your pages backwards and forwards. So if you put two fingers on your trackpad and you flick uh, from left to right, it takes you to the previous page that you're on. And then if you flick it then from right to left, it takes you back to the page that you were just on previously, if you know what I mean. So it's a good little way to flick through your browsers, nice, you know, your history nice and quick and easy. Uh, if you haven't got it and, or you haven't tried it, give it a go. I love it. I use it all the time. With the magic mouse, it's one finger. It's one finger, is it? There you go yeah. then. 
There you well, go. It's on my setup. I don't know if that's unusual. Yeah, I think you'd have to go into the settings to to change that because on mine it just it just it just moves the centering of the page. So I think it's probably in in yeah. uh, system preferences. It's on the more gestures, and it's yes. uh, it's just a quick swap yeah. between pages, and it's uh, scroll left or right with one finger. There you go. Awesome. Su superb. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. <laughs> now, we didn't have Guy sing along in the background this time, so if people didn't hear what the uh, the actual tune was, the, the, that was your best option. Because when Guy's back, he'll be singing along and you won't be able to hear above him. There you go. I'm not having a go, Guy. Honest. Honest. Um, James. Hmm. Do you have a pick? I do. Hey! <laughs> it's going back to the... I'm, I'm picking the, the ATV Flash from Firecore, which is firecore.com, um, which is $29.95, which is about 19 US... Uh, sorry, 19 pounds sterling. Um, so yeah. does, does, does that get updated at all? Yes, that will give you... I think it gives you a year update, a year of updates as well. Right, right. So, um, yeah. I, w I highly recommend it from Superb. the previous section. Superb. Okay, now, I've had this application for quite some time, I'll be honest with you, and I know that people have got their favoured um, FTP um, servers, um, but I've been using this, or clients, I should say, but I've been using this one, uh, this FTP and SFTP client, for a long time. There aren't many places that I have to go FTPing files, and um, although I've got my website, I actually do that through the uh, Rapid Weather application, so I don't have to upload all the files to that. But I have got one or two other areas where I need to upload information, uh, particularly for... Um, the Rugby Referees Society, where I have to upload files and, and do stuff. And I've used this application called Flow, and it's a very, very Mac-looking application. It's very nice indeed. Um, you can buy it through the Mac App Store. It's two, I think it's £2.99, so I'm not sure what it'll be in the US, probably $3.99 or possibly four ninety nine although I don't think it'll go up quite that much. But Flow, it's um an FTP and SFTP client. It really is beautiful. It looks great. It, I think it's got quite a lot of good um reviews. Uh and take it from me, I've used it, I've put put in uh my FTP server, it always remembers it. Uh it comes up with uh, a memory of where I've been and the location of the files that I need to upload and um yeah, I, I'm not an FTP upload expert, but this has made things very easy for me. So that's Flow. Does look nice. It does. It is. It's a nice looking uh, application, and uh, I'm going to put two links in the the website because you can still buy it from their their website direct, or you can buy it through the Mac App Store, which obviously is probably the preference for most people. Now, we also have a um, a people's pick in fact we've got a couple of people's pick but i'm going to give i'm just going to go for the first one now i don't think we've mentioned this one i hope we haven't it's from phil paxman and it's called ski safari now i i'm pretty sure i do vaguely remember talking about this before but that might have been me um but anyway phil sent in and uh, i apologize if i've repeated this one but uh it's worth repeating because i've actually got this 
Uh, it's for your iOS device. It's called Ski Safari, and basically it's a side-scrolling game. Uh, and uh, the clue's in the name, Ski Safari. You basically take this guy and you have to ski, pass obstacles, jump on the back of uh, polar bears who give you extra boost. You have to avoid um, rocks and uh, you go through chalets and uh, pick up points as you're going down. And it gets faster and faster and more difficult and there's always a avalanche which is chasing you. Hey, uh, zombies. Sorry? Are there any zombies? unfortunately there are no zombies there are no zombies it's 99 cents or probably 69 pence in the uh, um, iOS app store and I can recommend it I have good fun with this game um, yeah, that's in fact, it's reminded me now so I'm probably going to go back and have another play um, I'm not going to mention Facebook because we've stopped mentioning Facebook <laughs> I think our uh, I think our likes are still at 132. So there you go. Guy disappears and we stay steady. The the ship the ship secures itself and and goes <laughs> on a steady course. Um, we've got a Google page. You all know about that. We would love you to put in iTunes reviews. I haven't checked, so we might have a load of iTunes reviews that when Guy comes back, I don't know. But if you do send in an iTunes review, um, that will be most welcome. Uh, send us an email and uh, you'll get a wooty because. We love iTunes reviews. Um, and if you're going to send us an email, you can send one to Guy at G-U-Y at MyMac.com or you can contact um, Guy on the Twitters. Do you want to say his Twitter name, his Twitter handle for us, James? I can do, yes. His uh, Twitter handle is uh, Twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> you see, I, I, I that's the, probably the best parrot I've done for weeks. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, you can also contact me at gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. M-I-Z. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's my Twitter <laughs> handle. <not> my... <laughs> oh, dear. Stand by for action. Yeah. Um, or you can contact me on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Z. Z. <laughs> You've not got this at all, have you? Okay, you you got to do it twice. There's oh, two Zs. Two Zs. <laughs> okay, you can also contact both of us at twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. Z. Um, you can also send an email to feedback. That's feedback at mymac.com. Uh, there's plenty of feedback pages on uh, both the MyMac podcast page and the MyMac page. You can also Skype us. Go on, please, do it. Do it. Surprise Guy for next week. Go on. Surprise him. He, he, won't, he won't believe it. You can ring us on 703, or I should say 703-436-9501. What's that number again, James? 703-436-9501. Excellent. Well done. And uh, where can people contact you? And give give your uh, Woodpad website a bit of a plug here, James. Oh, yeah. Find me at various places, woodpad.co.uk and on the Twitter, um, JCT underscore Woodpad. Or another place to find out all about different things I'm doing is about.me forward slash slash <laughs> JC Turner. Well done. And, and yeah, iPad, the only stand for your iPad. Yes, definitely. Yes, it, it is superb. And um, I've got one and it's just fantastic. Just go, just go over. 
and buy lots. One for your living room, one for your dining room, one yeah. for your conservatory, one for your library, one for your bedroom, one for your kitchen, one for your toilet, dare I say. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're Street brilliant. They are, they, they're superb. But yes, because he's got lots of different wood types. So yeah, go over and, and have a look at least. Okay, now I think we're going to finish it there. I think we're going to finish it. So do you think you can pronounce that word at the end? Well, only... I've got to do something first, but do you think you can do it? You can see, yeah. You're gonna go. Yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna go I with can, that. I can. Because then I can blame. You, then I can blame you if it's wrong. You see. <laughs> okay. I think this is the best show we've ever done, especially with James. I think we're good enough. I think we're smart enough. And doggone it, people like us. I win. Say it a bit louder. I win. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the TeacherCast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Welcome back to the... Uh, what, what would you? Is it the last section? Guess. Well, it's up to you. Third section, final section, okay. uh, the, the 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 run in, the final stretch, uh, <laughs> the relief, <laughs> whichever you like. Okay. <laughs>